Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Here we are on uh, Good Times, End Times Friday, and uh, we uh, continue our uh, discussions uh, every week, and it'll be fun. Uh, you know, this next year, we've kind of gone through a lot, actually, uh, interesting enough, over the last couple of years, um, and now we're going to keep going just deeper uh, into um, our understanding of it, how do we how do we bring current events. Uh, we were just at the uh, what's called the annual... C12 show, which you, you and Dan were at. Um, right, yeah, it was excellent. Um, and by the way, um, I don't know if you knew this, but did you know that they had a disaster there? No. When? Uh, the day we left. Um, I know, I had no idea. What yeah, happened? So, um, you know, we were leaving uh, Friday. Uh, we, you know, last, uh, I guess it would be May the sixth I guess, fifth or sixth maybe seventh the fifth the fifth, fifth was friday yeah, friday was fifth, fifth may fifth mm-hmm. um and there were 1300 uh c12 participants at the annual meeting all and right. and uh, you know i would say at least a thousand of them stayed at the hotel right uh, at the gaylord yeah at the gaylord and we uh, stayed there actually yeah <laughs> and so everybody's leaving um and so uh People were first of all staying with their families, but there were, you know, there were. Uh, it's a, it's kind of a resort place, so people come in for the weekend, um, mm-hmm. and uh, there were uh, about a hundred and some people in the pool area. Uh, okay. It's a gigantic pool, and it's beautiful, and right. slides and all these and all water stuff. slides and everything. Yeah. Uh, well, um, uh, the air conditioning ducts, and these are gigantic. Think of these big um, circular tubes mm-hmm. that are probably, yeah, I, they're probably two to three feet uh, in um, uh, diameter, not in diameter, diameter, in diameter, yeah, diameter. Yeah. Um, they all collapse into the pool. Oh my goodness. Um, and all came down at once, uh, collapsed into the pool. Uh, there were many people hurt. Some people are seriously hurt in the hospital. I haven't heard how they're doing. Uh, nobody at the scene was killed, but they were people that were in danger um, having to go pick into the hospital. Um, wow. And um, and so, you know, here in Colorado, obviously, we it was alert. It was, you know, hey, th- you know, this happened, so everybody hears about it pretty quick on the, on the local news, local radio and TV. Um, so last night they did a little... Uh, update on it what happened which is you know it's kind of you think about how stupid this whole thing was is that Hmm. they built the air ducts these were air ducts uh, to heat and air condition that space right Um, but they designed it as pure air ducts 
and engineered it to basically support itself uh, because once you put it in place, the engineering dynamics, you know, keeps it in place. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they forgot to and didn't consider moisture. Oh, no. Um, and so what happened is that, and this is probably now, I think it's five, maybe five, six years old, a brand new you know, building five, six years ago. Um, in five and six years, the moisture from the pool got, wow. got into the air ducts right. um, and kept getting more and more and more uh, with nowhere to go. Mm. So it's collecting moisture water. And right. by the way, because it's trapped, uh, it became uh, pure uh, bacteria and mold. Mold, yeah. Um, and so that, because it solidifies, um, gets heavier and heavier and heavier. Well, they didn't have any support. They didn't have any straps. They didn't have any thing to hold it up uh, other than itself, but they didn't account for the extra weight that, that was coming from the moisture. Wow. And that's what happened. Uh, and there's a video, uh, which I can actually send to you, uh, that I actually, I, all I did was videotape the news report. Um, mm-hmm. But they, you can see it, that the black, this black ooze oh. is, is, is just falling out of the, wow. uh, where it was. And the people said, it, it, when, they, when they, they were there, the people that were there said it, it had an overwhelming smell of, and they said it was sewage, sewer. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it was mold, it was probably. mold and rancid, you know, and so mm-hmm. um, it just kept getting heavier and heavier and heavier, and it just evidently Friday hit the breaking point. Wow! And it cla- the whole thing collapsed. Uh, now, are those yeah. tubes connected to the rest of the hotel? Were those ducts connected to the rest of the hotel? Yeah, they I have mean, to consider cleaning all of them. Because mold throughout is going to be an issue. It's it's a uh, they haven't even talked That's about the that. The Denver airport. The Denver airport. Ugh. Yeah. I have a I have a strong mold allergy, and that airport is really rough on me. That's because of all the underground uh, secret caves I've got. <laughs> <laughs> when they made that new lovely Rocky Mountain thing, they didn't account for water leaking in, and so mold grows rampant in that airport. It's the funniest thing. Um, when I when I first saw the design, mm-hmm. I said, "This is this is completely idiotic." Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> it's right? completely idiotic. I said, first of all, it's going to be moisture is going to get in, no problem, which it has, yeah, uh, because you can't keep it out. But it both rains and snows. Mm-hmm. I mean, big time in Colorado, particularly at the interesting enough at the airport. Right. Uh, right. Well, guess what? They don't also don't have gutters oh you're kidding so when it's snowing and raining and it's coming off it's coming down on people that are trying to get into the airport mm. in in buckets right uh, right because there's no gutter interesting uh, and i'm thinking oh man how how foolishness <laughs> is that you know but um uh yeah and you know because of the uh even though we're a dry climate generally um Denver, Colorado doesn't have a high uh, propensity to mold, but right. if you trap water, yes, it it That's becomes it, it absolutely becomes mold. 
Yep. And I and I think I think in any air, environment. <laughs> I think and I think the airport has a lot of it. Would be my guess. Oh, it, it absolutely does. I can. I'm a walking. I should be for hire. I'm a walking mold detector usually. You, you can you can sense it like. Uh-oh. I I smell it immediately and start coughing immediately. So yeah. <laughs> so if I had gone into that pool area, I probably could have told you. <laughs> hey, there's something wrong here. Yeah. So that was it. Was been uh, it's been shocking and and awful and. Um, you know, just again, and in my mind, um, the fact that with that big of a of a thing, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and this that what what collapsed was probably, you know, and that's what the you know when you when you when they said the air conditioning stuff mm-hmm. fell into the pool, my mind was that the units, right, uh, right. maybe there are two or three units, and somehow they. You know, they they got disconnected with with their uh, you know uh, uh, fasteners, but it was the entire duct system, wow. and it's probably 150 feet long mm. that fell into that pool. Um, why? Well, because were there a num- a large number of people in the pool at the time? There, or not? there were 120 people in that area, oh. and and they did hear it. Mm-hmm. They heard it happening, and people started to move. Because they saw it happening, and they kind of oh, they kind of sensed it, and that's why only maybe six to eight people are are uh, you know uh, injured. Good, um, good. So that was a miracle all by itself. But um, to me, it's it's I can't imagine with that kind of a structure why because it's not that complicated mm-hmm. to just every you know ten feet have straps. Right. So it, right. it's never going to fall because you got it fastened, even if something happens, you know. And mm-hmm. to me, the fact that they had it free, free floating, um, all by itself, even even with okay, it's an interesting choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and movement and all that stuff. So anyway, it's it's an interesting uh, thing we talk about a world of chaos. Well, they've experienced mm-hmm. it, you know, there, and um, you know, just more and more and more things are going to happen in the world that we just we just can't control and. Um, I think it's I think it's going to become more prominent about it. We've we've been talking about you know some of the current events of stuff. Uh, one of which is we've talked about the banking scenario and that the uh, collapse. There was another bank uh, taken over by the Fed uh, this mm-hmm. last couple of weeks, uh, and uh, and they even stated a lot more are coming. Mm-hmm. So they're they're kind of letting people know um, that. You know, banks, there's a lot of banks. And interesting enough, uh, one of the big issues of this, um, uh, we just had, I had a discussion at this at our retreat we just did. Um, I was talking about the Texas ratio mm-hmm. um, of, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a ratio that basically indicates the health of the bank. And it's about uh, profitability and uh, loan uh, valuation, and that is that the the propensity of the uh, of the amount of the loan loan portfolio that's probably going to go to default, and the reason that they go to default is that the borrowers are in a position where they can't, um, you know, really uh, pay pay back the loans, and so um, in our scenario, the big thing is commercial office buildings and commercial real estate because uh, there's so much empty space so there's not getting rent 
for these buildings, these office buildings, and so the, the people that own the buildings basically are not able to pay it back, and so what they'll do is, is default on them. Default meaning I'm not gonna pay you back. Right. And then bank, you go ahead and take that asset. Um, I forfeit that asset. Uh, I lose all my value in that, in that building, but um, the, the problem now becomes the banks, and, and now they're not getting payment on the principal or interest on those loans and there's it's called a default and then that changes their ability to operate and so uh everything is happening a lot of things are happening because of a big time default and if anybody's been watching the news that um these big tech companies and the and we're talking about uh you know big tech companies big retail companies walmart target amazon uh, Google, all these big uh, Facebook—they're laying off, uh, you know, seven to fifteen thousand employees each. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's a big number. Oh yeah. Uh, that is now not going to be employed, and so uh, the ability uh, to uh, perpetuate it and the economy then shrinks because, uh-oh, it's going to shrink. It does shrink. It shrinks more. Um, and the recession comes, so so that's that's likely to happen, and it could be fairly deep uh, because of it. And then the comment about the banks is: Are we headed toward what what is being planned by the uh, World Economic Forum, which is actually we want to bring the banks down to four or five major banks in the mm-hmm. United States, and every other banking institution would be absorbed right. by by those banks. And by the way, which will make it that much easier to go to. A one-world currency and all of that as well. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, uh, just to have everybody understand one more thing about this. Um, a bank fails, and a bank mm-hmm. fails means they can't um, provide the regular operation by funding deposits that mm-hmm. people want to take out of their bank. Right. Because it's not there. Um, or they're limited, so they can't, they can't fund it. So then they fail. It's called fail. The Federal uh, uh, Reserve takes over the bank. Mm -hmm. Uh, That means that they then decide um, how do we uh, handle the assets, which is, remember, it's a bank account that, so if I have have money in a bank in my name, uh, and interesting enough, it's really an electronic number. It says, Mm -hmm. you know, hey, you got, you know, $15,000 in that bank account. Um, the the insurance, what's called insurance, covers up the two hundred fifty thousand dollars per uh, social security number or per account number. So, mm-hmm. um, like if you were if you and Dan would be covered up to five hundred thousand dollars because you have two different social security numbers. Um, so they automatically will pay those, and they'll just work with you on okay, I got I got to get you to get you get you this money to a new place. If it's over that amount, they don't have to pay it, and mm-hmm. you and you lose it in essence. Well, that's what happened with uh, what's called Silicon Valley Bank, and that is that. <laughs> then and the numbers, you know, blow us away. Um, Forty-two billion, forty-two billion dollars was withdrawn in one day mm. because people started. Uh oh, uh oh, I gotta get my money. I gotta get my money out, and they. And the forty-two billion were the ones that got their money out. Mm-hmm. There's another, you know, 
hundred billion that wanted to and they couldn't because that was it. They were right. done. Okay, so then, then the Fed come in and said, okay, normally, you would lose that money because mm-hmm. we only insure up to two hundred fifty. And interesting enough, your your husband Dan, company, had money in that bank. Right. Um, yes, they sure did. And it was more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars because you're not mm-hmm. you're just not you know thinking about it. Um, so he could have lost some money. Of course, the Fed comes in and says, uh, well, we'll take care of it. We'll fund it all. And they did. Um, now, interesting enough, they don't keep running the bank. They don't keep that bank operating. What they do is sell that bank to another bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you take over that asset, those people, systems, uh, you know, everything you have, Including you know the loan loan portfolio which the, which the Fed works with, assets deposits, um, and you can get it at a bargain so to speak, but you take it over and the Fed will will help fund any shortfall that they're going to experience for a while until they get it you know together. Uh, well, these these last banks that have been uh, you know failed and now sold have all been sold to what they call the Big Five. Mm-hmm. That they're trying to get to be the big five, and maybe As those are the only ones with largest, large enough money to buy the to buy those banks. The bank that's in distress yeah. too, and, yeah. and then and then they're they're in favor with the Fed who's cooperating with them, mm-hmm. so that um, the big five are doing it, and and it could be that the big five are going to be the only five. Yeah, it would be interesting. I don't know. You may already know this, but I'd love to see the history of when. Um, yeah, because I'm sure at some point we started kind of with the big five and then all the regional banks branched out. I wonder what the time progression has been on that. Um, um, actually, uh, it's not. Um, no? No. Uh, think about, um, and I, have you ever, you know, watched, you know, Western movies? Uh, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Probably and, not my favorite genre, but a little yeah. bit. <laughs> okay. And, and, and usually, you know, in those Western movies... Uh, the robbers, the thieves, would go into the bank and rob the bank. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, every bank was local. Okay, it wasn't. It wasn't. Didn't start out with a massive, a few big banks, and then they just had branches. It, okay, it went the other way around. Mm. Um, is that every little town would have one or two local banks, and it was basically just simple. Uh, and this is how they would get what's called chartered. Okay. Um, a bunch of rich people from that area mm-hmm. would pool their money and say, we're going to open a bank. Um, hmm. And uh, we're going to put our deposits in. And we're going to start out with, you know, X dollars. Um, and in this case, they had, they didn't remember it wasn't electronic. Mm-hmm. So it was real actual dollars <laughs> which is why when you see the movie it was always that gigantic safe right right because, because they had real money in there um mm-hmm. so they put the real money in the safe um they'd have a, a paper transactions to keep track of how much your deposits were and then withdrawals and then you would encourage everybody in that town will come and bank with us mm-hmm. um, you put your money here um, you can come and go and get it as you want. Um, we'll uh, help you uh, be by lending you money 
So we'll take the money we pooled and we'll start lending it to people in the community. Mm-hmm. And it would be for mortgages on houses and businesses and buildings and uh, different things that you'd have right. to have. You'd have to have the banker and his little committee. You'd have to go in and make your pitch and, you know, are you credit worthy and, uh, you know, how long of standing are you in this town and we know who you are and you're honorable. Okay, sure, we'll give you the money. Um, and that's how that's how the American banking system started. Mm. Uh, was not not big. It was actually okay. it was actually small, uh, and it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happened is, as a uh, particularly in the uh, you know after World War II, they started to then consolidate, mm-hmm. and somebody would start to take over. Okay, well let me buy your bank, and then we'll buy another bank, and we'll form. So the big banks formed mm-hmm. by by basically acquisition um, mm. and then they became okay. then they became worldwide bankers and they bought things overseas and and they just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger because now money was pouring in from all these different sources and they just now became you know massive in it okay. um, still with you know in every town still has you know what we call local banks you know just right ones that are onesie twosies and they operate the same way they used to do, you know, a hundred years ago. Uh, but, uh, because of all the, all the issues of, of, uh, the economy, they're finding it harder and harder and harder to function so that what they call, uh, local and regional banks, um, there are more of them on the, what's called the watch list right. likely to fail because of the, they haven't been able to, uh, manage well the uh, the economy and that what they thought and remember um, and this was one of these unusual periods of history um, when 2008 happened and the banking system basically collapses mm-hmm. um, and of course it's rebuilt through the government and through the Fed the interest rate and the interest rate is determined by what the Federal Reserve charges banks. Right. Called the prime rate. Um, and they have other other designations now, LIBOR, and, and they have a new one that's, that's actually being developed. Um, well, that interest rate after 2008 has fundamentally been zero. Mm-hmm. A quarter of a point, I mean zero. And it was, it was from 2008 to 2000 and, uh, 2020 was zero and then when inflation started happening they have to start raising rates right because otherwise it gets out of hand and then the the money becomes worth less so if they'd have kept it at zero it'd have been worthless so they keep raising rates to try to control it now interesting enough they should have raised it a lot higher because of the rate of inflation but they couldn't because if they did interesting enough they would collapse the government why? Because we have so much debt that if the interest rates keep going up and up and up and up and up beyond, and by the way, where it should go today, almost all of our uh, tax money contributed to the, to the government would be mm-hmm. used to pay interest. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't be able to function in another other place else, so they couldn't, they couldn't do it. So they were limited in what, in what they can do. And they keep trying to push it still. Quarter of a right. point here, quarter of a point. Now the prime rate is up at you know six and a half, seven percent. So that um, I, I don't know if you experienced this, but uh, people that I knew 
three, three or four years ago, they were getting mortgages at two and a half percent. Right, right. Today, that's seven, eight percent, mm-hmm. um, and getting higher. You know, so uh, yeah, the the whole uh, system has been grown into these big, massive banks, and now they want the big, massive banks to be the ones to survive it and basically eliminate all the local and regional banks and have it easily controlled by the big banks. Hmm. Uh, and which, by the way, has to do with the digital, you know, currency and all that stuff. So. Um, uh, it's re- it's really interesting, and uh, you know as it's uh, interesting to watch it all unfold before our eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you think of the, you know, the implication of that um, is that um, you know, and this is what you know, just again what what Jesus uh, told us. Uh, this is um, in uh, Matthew twenty four. Um, uh, you know, and he says, um, uh, this is in Matthew 24, and they said, hey, when's, when's this all going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and and they, they're defining, when they say what's this going to happen, Jesus um, is interesting because he's been telling his disciples uh, there will be an end right. to this. Um, I will return in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, now remember, they're still fuzzy about what that means, because in essence, they don't. <laughs> uh, this is always always interesting to process this. They don't think he's leaving. <laughs> right, right. It's like, hey, you're here. You're the Messiah. We're 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 running the show. Um, and he's, he kept saying that. No, he said um, um, there's going to be uh, you know things that are that are going to come. And there'll be an end to it. Um, and they say, well, when's that going to happen? Uh, Jesus answered, this is in uh, 24.4, take heed that no one deceives you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he said, deception is going to be a big deal. For many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. All these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, Earthquakes uh, in various places, all these things are the beginning of sorrow. Um, uh, and so he, he basically says that, you know, watch and observe when you begin to see these signs that things are going to happen. You know, so as we see it, like you said, right in front of us mm-hmm. in really a very short period of time, that um, the whole banking system is being redone right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way it used to be isn't the way it is. And collapses now and going toward five big banks and running the show and electronic currency and um, uh, how what that means and what does that look like. Um, we couldn't imagine that we'd be this close to them being able to pull it off. And when I say that, I mean they're really close to exercising the system that would have one world currency, that would take this electronics and, and make it all work. And by the way, if it's controlled by just a few, think and think about this, if you have one world government, what would you want? You'd wanna be able to control it easily. Right. So what do you need? The banking system is at the base of it. Right. And by the way, and this is something that, you know, again, we've talked about and are going to talk about, 
the banking system was called central banks. Every country has a central bank Mm -hmm. uh, that operates the economic system around that whole transactions of everything that happens. And every single central bank is owned by or controlled by the Rothschild family. Hmm. Every one of them. Not kind of some of them, not a few of them. Every single one of them. Wow including the United States, and, and our central bank is not a United States institution. Right. It's a foreign institution owned by the Rothschilds and a few others. He's got majority interest. And so they can decide what they want to do, and their, their now stated purpose, they've, they've become public with it over the last 10 years, is one world government. Hmm. And they have, the, they have the power to execute it. And then the fewer... The banks are that run the show, the easier it's going to be to control it because you can have fewer people in the, at the decision-making right. level. So you can see why they would want to push it from a bunch of little little small regional local banks mm-hmm. who you have to Consolidate deal with it. Yeah. And, to, and to make it push it into, into, the, into the big banks. So it'll be interesting to watch. This would be one thing to watch is how quickly does that start to happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, today is that is that there yet? Nope, not there yet. Uh, still got time, but let's watch it, and uh, and we'll we'll, we'll uh, see how what happens here in the hmm. next year, two or three. So we'll uh, we'll continue that, and and uh, again, you know, as we just look at what Jesus said, is that um, the end is going to come. Um, he said, "Be aware, watch." Um, and don't let anybody deceive you. And think about deception is, in a sense, believing untruth. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you believe untruth? Well, you follow other people's uh, uh, interpretation of things or what they say about things, which is why we say, is like, yeah, we're showing you some inter- interesting things, but we actually don't want you to follow anything we say. Because right. we're, we're not trying to say you should or this is what it's going to be. Uh, we're saying just don't be deceived. Don't be ignorant and don't be deceived mm-hmm. and start pursuing it with God because he'll show us the truth. I think, right. that's, I think that's why I said it very first thing. Hey, don't, don't be deceived. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be easy to be deceived. And everybody's mm-hmm. going to have their opinions. And by the way, with today's uh, uh, television and news, and social um, media. And social media. <laughs> and then, by the way, AI, which we'll talk about soon, um, is AI can appear, which they've already proven, to be that person actually speaking and looks like he's speaking. It's, mm-hmm. all, it's all phony baloney. Uh, it's not that person at all, but it looks like that person. That's, that's the capability of AI. Right. So, so we're going to be, it's going to be easy to be deceived. And God said, don't do it. You know, stay with me, stay with me. Mm-hmm. I'll guide you, I'll lead you, I'll show you. And all we can do is say, okay, we observed it. We saw what happened with the banking. What does that mean? I'll let you know. Watch, watch, watch. Mm-hmm. I'll show you. Uh, the timing is our biggest problem. <laughs> right. Is that, well, okay, uh, it's going to be five banks. So I'm sure in the next six months we'll have five banks. He said, yeah. Your timing's way different than my timing, you know, and uh, <laughs> it, may, it may be a while, but I do want you to watch it. Interesting enough, in a way, and I've come to appreciate this more, because his timing is so much different than mine, I don't need to be so urgent about it. 
but I do have to observe it, and he gives me plenty of time to observe it and then to understand what it, where he wants me to go with this. And I can just walk. It's still a walk. It's right. not. A, it's not a race. Like, uh oh, I got to go do something. No, you don't have to do anything. Just pay attention. Uh, and so we'll pick this up next time. Uh, we uh, uh, have a lot of fun <laughs> talking about all this potential, and uh, and we can just go on and on and on. But we're at the end of our time today, so we'll we'll pick it up again next time. We want to get into uh, Matthew uh, 25 and uh, talk more about that. But uh, we just want everybody to. Pay attention, don't be deceived, and watch. Right. And just a reminder to just keep abiding. Yes. I mean, when we are walking with him, we are walking in light. Yep. So he will reveal every truth we need to know as we stay with him. Yep. So. Amen to that. Well, Father, yes, we thank so you. So thank you. Yep. Okay. Let me pray and just say, Father, thank you for this uh, opportunity to share. And we know that you uh, want to relate truth to uh, us and the audience. And you want us to just to enjoy you and walk with you. And then, but be aware of, of where you're headed and you spoke about it and you want us to watch. And so we pray that we will in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for joining us, everyone. Hopefully you found today interesting and you feel encouraged to just continue walking with God as he does bring light to all darkness in yep. every season. Yep. So we'll see you soon. Um, thanks for joining us. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.